Find your life's rhythm on the Just Jazz podcast. Heal from the past, balance your present, and get excited about your future. I am your host, Jasmine McGlure, Certified Professional Life Coach, and I'm here to encourage, inspire, and entertain you on this unpredictable journey called life. Join me as my friends and I share life lessons with you that are real, relatable, and practical. Welcome to Authenticity, Purpose, and Fulfillment. Welcome to Just Jazz. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Just Jazz Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine McGlure. And today I have with me a special guest, um, a dear friend of mine. And um, you're going to love him. You are absolutely going to love him. A great man of God, so talented, uh, great husband, great father. Please welcome to the show, Mark Billups. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for being on here with me tonight. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to have your voice on this podcast because I think it is so uh, important for men to see other men talk about counseling yeah. and um you're a man's man and and that's I, that's what i love about you you're, you my husband is a man's man you're a man's man i can there's yeah. a couple of other men in our lives that we look at and i can say that's that's a that's a husband and that's a father that's a strong dude right there yeah and a lot of people have this idea that a strong man doesn't go to counseling oh, um man. yeah right so i want i want you to help me debunk uh some of the myths about men and counseling and and all that you know yeah. all that is yeah. um so let me let me throw my first question at you okay all right do you think that men could benefit from counseling and why um yeah i, I do I, I myself uh subscribe to counseling um i think the biggest thing about men is that we're harborers by nature like mm -hmm. men don't tend to complain very much we tend to evaluate and um, dependent upon the situation, uh, either we direct how we how we feel immediately mm -hmm. or we take the information and we harbor it until we explode. So mm -hmm. by nature, we're, we're harborers. And I myself kind of started figuring that out probably like in my late 20s mm -hmm. that uh, I'm holding on to things from. 15 16 17 8 like you know you do mm -hmm. me wrong i'm not going to say anything i'll just i'll just cut you off and, and and you know move about my way and even though i've separated myself i haven't separated myself from the issue or the feelings or the emotions from that issue mm -hmm. and those things tend to come out later on you know maybe on somebody else that has nothing to do with uh the actual situation the initial situation so i think because of that having someone to talk to because for men especially uh sometimes our thoughts uh you know can really kind of carry us away mm -hmm. and 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 we can become distant and short you know and, and things like that so i think mm -hmm. the biggest thing for men especially because we're natural harborers is to have somebody to talk to and you know yeah. um that that doesn't have any type of bias now sometimes you can talk to your boys but there's some mm -hmm. things that are just you know you, you can't talk to them about or they, right. or they won't understand or there's a level of toxic masculinity that won't allow the the thought mm. uh, to be accepted. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think a lot for, for a man to have someone that is biased to that. 
right? And and it's just there to help you kind of iron out, you know, your your thoughts. Iron everything out. You said, I mean, yeah. right there, my, my curiosity is just pinging all over the place right now. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, you said this term toxic masculinity that I'm like, yeah. okay, expound. Like, do okay. tell. Um, well, I think a lot of times things that men actually do uh, go through or think about, if we were to say it to our boys, uh, just due to how we view men in the world, right? Mm-hmm. That we'll, we'll either be labeled crazy or mm-hmm. uh, overly emotional or, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, you can go as far as schizophrenic or sometimes yeah. we even think people might think you're suicidal. I mean, there's, there's, there's a gambit of emotions mm-hmm. uh, that I think sometimes are hard for men to kind of place, like especially sadness, right? Like if I'm sad about mm-hmm. something or, or I feel emotional about something, to cry to, uh, you know, another male friend mm-hmm. almost seems frowned upon, right? Right. Like, like, man, why are you crying? You come up here crying? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a, that's, and and that is, and those types of things are mm-hmm. the things that cause us to harbor. Mm-hmm. You know, so that makes I, sense. I yeah. Yeah, and I w- I was gonna comment because I mean I was wondering if that's what you meant too when you yeah. say toxic masculinity, and I like that you put those two together because yeah. in society it is that is considered strong. So yeah. for you as a little boy, don't you cry, you you know suck it up, get over yeah. it. I'm telling you to suppress how you feel. But therefore, by suppressing how you feel, you also grow up with a very low EQ, a very low Mm -hmm. emotional quotient. So you're not really aware of your emotions. So you're angry, but you don't know why you're angry or you can't verbalize it or you're sad or maybe even depressed, but you can't verbalize it because you've been trained to um, that being a man or being strong means, you know, don't acknowledge what you're feeling. Yeah. And I, and a lot of times that mm-hmm. backs men in the, into corners mm-hmm. and it makes them terrible husbands. It makes them terrible fathers because mm-hmm. the, the emotions that are the level of emotion that's needed to, mm-hmm. to have some form of aptitude to your children and your wife. Sometimes we don't come into relationships with because of that, because mm-hmm. we've been taught to shut down, suppress our emotions, suppress our thoughts. Um, and almost to some degree, it's almost kind of like men's thoughts don't matter like mm. even when you think about uh holidays right like mother's day is is celebrated right and and father's day is kind of like well let's just give them a day because <laughs> they <laughs> gave let them be the to children. themselves yeah you know what I mean? there, like there's no there, there's not too many commercials for you know father's day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the men the thought of men has, has i don't want to say it's not a race because some of it we've kind of done to ourselves by adhering to some of the standards and uh, things that are set on a, like on a more worldly basis. Right. Um, and I say world, not in the context of like Christian, like from secular mm-hmm. to, to Christian, but as far as like standards and how men are supposed to carry themselves, because even some Christians follow some of those worldly standards for men, like mm-hmm. you supposed to do this. Your wife is not supposed to do this. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, like for me, like my wife, she likes to cut grass. She grew up in the country. She likes to cut grass. I have mm-hmm. a neighbor that lives next door to me, an, an older uh, African-American gentleman. Mm-hmm. And the first time he saw my wife cutting grass and I was, you know, picking weeds. And he was like, 
you you got your wife cutting grass and it was like she likes Uh-oh. to cut grass you know you know what yeah. i mean like mm-hmm. his thought instantly degraded me as a male because he saw my wife cutting grass outside of even knowing that she likes to cut grass right right you know and i mm-hmm. think that's what has happened in our society is that without even having all the information mm-hmm. we totally down you know men who don't who don't uh who aren't making the, the most in their house or right if we they see a man the in rules. the mall with all the kids we like oh man the wife is just running all over top of him instead of like no that's a strong dude to be able to yeah. you know take care of his kids while his wife goes to work that's what you know those yes, things are, are not looked at like that so a lot of times for us our thought and how we feel doesn't seem to matter so we don't mm. say it at all so that's crazy and you know what you just yeah no you're good because I didn't even realize until you just said it that it almost seems like around any corner the man can't win oh so yeah like he's always bad it's always his fault so (laughs) if he listens to his wife then he's like Ahab and she's Jezebel you know like she's some you know overbearing dominant alpha female that just you know and he doesn't know how to lead his household if he's listening yeah. to his wife. On the other hand, if he doesn't listen to her, he's a controlling, abusive, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, I didn't even realize that until you just said that. I was like, yeah. go on, that man can't yeah. win. Yeah, we and, don't get a whole lot of gray areas. Yeah, you don't. It's but like that pendulum thing, though, but swings. But this is why we can't really complain, too, because men have, outside of that, because we have learned to suppress our emotions and mm-hmm. and not share and not do certain things it has made us very strong in areas of business mm-hmm. of, uh, because we can separate right? right because i know my emotions don't matter anyway so what's the point mm-hmm. of getting upset about you know so-and-so or how i feel about so-and-so i could just step mm-hmm. over top of so-and-so yeah or, uh because i don't adhere to the way a woman feels or or uh what she might you know, deem inappropriate mm-hmm. or things like that. I don't adhere to none of those things. Those mm-hmm. things don't move me. And I know that if I did, if I did engage with those emotions, no one would care anyway. Mm-hmm. It's made us a more dominant species in the world, unfortunately. Yeah. You know? yeah. And in, 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 in a negative way, almost yeah. like, yeah. So it's almost like, and men are, I think, first of all, let me say this too, is that what even drove me to want to, bring you on to uh the show or the in this podcast was that is my desire to help heal men because i do see yeah. men as being fundamental for our society and there's some things i'm not going to express on here that i see yeah. that's happening in our world due to uh a role shift and uh, you yeah. know and it, it's almost intentional some of it's intentional some of it yeah. is through uh just is just scarring generational scars and that mm-hmm. and I don't even mean generational for a particular people group I just mean scars happen all over yeah um but I think that uh, men play a very important role in in our society um but because of this idea it's almost like taking the Marlboro man and telling him to sit down and talk about his feelings you yeah. know yeah. <laughs> and if you can get that picture it's just like mm, that don't seem right he seemed like two opposite you know things um, but if you can soften that man's heart and get him to empathize and feel and have compassion, yeah. you are now working with a person within the family unit versus somebody that's, you know, trying to be stoic and act like they don't ever have any emotions. Yeah. You know, that's that that I think you even mentioned said the word disconnect or uh-huh. distance. Yeah. Um, 
so we don't we don't want the disconnect we want to be connected and i really believe that the men also want to be connected they just don't know how to be yeah yeah connected the, yeah, yeah like for instance like with women and and again i don't want this to, to sound sexist but it's mm-hmm. the the honest truth of what we deal with in society women get slowed down by nurturing it's true right mm-hmm. the nurturing spirit of a woman slows her down mm-hmm. where the man's the non-nurturing side of a man keeps mm-hmm. him in the keeps him going right so like for instance mm-hmm. uh even some of the uh maternity uh laws on paternal mm-hmm. yeah is it maternity yeah maternity laws here yeah. in the united states you know like a woman gets uh, uh an excess amount to um you know spend with the child after the child is born which is you know should be um mm-hmm. one of the things but the husband does not mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and that is a and those laws and those things are made by are made by men, right? Who feel like mm-hmm. the woman should be doing this and I should be doing this per mm-hmm. wherever you get that knowledge from. And mm-hmm. so a woman is now slowed down, right? It takes her a little bit of time to get back into the workforce, get back into right. the, the loop of things. Husband can come back within a week and, you know, not miss anything. And right. you know, those type of things are the things that slow down uh, women in, in the workforce and in the area mm-hmm. of business and things like that. So, yeah, you know, that's what has created the dominance in that, in that, in that area, because women are only validated, unfortunately in our society is when they, they're standing next to a man. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. with that, right. Comes all of the things that come with standing next to somebody. Uh, right. You know, uh, for validation. Right. Which, you know, what's interesting because my husband and I have been having these conversations mm-hmm. um, and we've we've blessed God. We'll be married this year, 14 years. Yep. Um, and it's been man, you talk about iron sharpening iron, that whole friction part that gets you sharp. Yeah. Like we're we're, we're feeling like we're at we're the edge of the, the sharpness, yeah. you know, like, I mean, we're not at our peak, yeah. but, you know we can see how all of that friction has led us to this point. And so Mm -hmm. the conversations that we've been having has been one of just deep appreciation for each other's roles. And we're looking out into society and I'm like, man, you know, men are important. And my husband's looking at me and he's like, man, mothers are important. And he talks about how society downplays motherhood. And I'm talking about how society is, you know, ruining our men. And, um, And so just kind of seeing, from both sides, you know, how we, we both need the the help, the love, the support of the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let me, let me uh, wrap up. I, I, I would love to stay on this topic much, much longer, <laughs> but we will be doing a part two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let me ask you this. How can a wife who sees that clearly her husband is dealing with some stuff and he's struggling with some things, like, is there something that we as wives can do to encourage our husbands um, to, you know, seek counseling? Or do we just kind of sit back and pray and let that... Because I will speak for mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. For me, on the on the wife's side, I have I feel like when I get out of God's way and I just kind of pray and I, it's almost like men have to... Their back has to be against the wall for change, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, it almost seems like there has to be like the wolves have to be snarling in my face that there's nothing else I can do, and then I'll change. <laughs> um, so yeah. I feel like as a wife, I've always felt like not always because sometimes I did get in God's way, but yeah. I need to back up and just pray and let 
things unfold organically because it seems like when I nudge or when I push, then I'm like, "Mm -mm," you know, like my hand just gets smacked back. You better get your hand off that. But what, from a male point of view, what would be something that as a wife you think that we should do? Well, I think it's, I know this is going to, this is going to sound so bad, but it's, it's (laughs) just say it, spit it out there. So yeah, the, the thing is, is that most times, men don't get rewarded for being emotional and being vulnerable, mm, right? Okay. It's normally thrown in their mm-hmm. face, right? Like mm-hmm. if they get to that point, especially with their spouse or a significant other, then it's normally at a point of contention, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. become vulnerable now because I'm extremely angry or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm extremely frustrated. But if you can get that, if you can start rewarding that vulnerability Mm. instead of you know kind of frowning at it it'll it'll yeah. happen more frequently right it's, that's really good you know and and i think the thing is, is that women are always like well i don't want to like i don't want to use my body or mm-hmm. sexual tension for for that but they'll use it for right. everything else right right <laughs> and mm-hmm. And, and, and the greatest thing about being intimate with your spouse is that's mm-hmm. where you're probably the most emotional and the most vulnerable and the most. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And those are areas where women can chuck things in. Right. And say, man, mm-hmm. you know, what? I, I, I'm so grateful for your vulnerability and your openness with me. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then elaborate on what they're looking for. Um, you can right. also, you know, go to start with family counseling, like both mm-hmm. go, right? And you kind of sit there yeah. and support, don't talk as much, let him kind of lead the way. And then before you know it, because men men are, we have to try it. Yeah. Most times we're not yeah. going to go right off the break. We got to try it or have somebody try it with us. And they'll be like, oh, you know, that's not, that's not that bad. So mm-hmm. those are, those right. are yeah. things you can do. Be supportive, right? Yeah. But also reward the openness, reward the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. That is so rich. That is really rich, Mark. And I think, and I understand what you mean when you say it sounds bad. I think within a marriage relationship, and I'm I'm learning more of this too, um, my needs for communication and connection mm-hmm. um, is equivalent to my husband's needs for physical yes. intimacy yes. needs, right? But for some odd reason, I think, I don't know if it's society or something that has made the male needs as if it's dirty. Yep. And, and I think that um, there has been this shame on, on that need when it comes for men, but like, so for a woman, we're like, well, it's, it's expected. It's normal for a person to want to connect. It's, it's normal for me to want to communicate. But then the moment that man has a demand or desire, you know, and what I realized too, it's like, it's no different when I'm hungry. Mm -hmm that it's this it's almost like but as a woman we don't understand that type of yeah. urgency yeah you know so because we don't feel it it's like oh he's you know there's a shame mm-hmm. put on that and really i think that you know we have to remove the shame that the world has put yes. on it especially us as believers we have to remove the shame out of it and say this is how we meet one another's needs you know i need connection in the same way that you need intimacy yep. Um, and there should be an honoring there. So if he's being vulnerable is what I hear yeah. you saying. If he's being vulnerable and meeting your need for connection, you should also not reward maybe, but um, you should also respond and reciprocate by meeting yeah. his need. Because I think the thing is like, we we often say, 
marriage is work, right? We say it all the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people subscribe to it, but then when mm-hmm. it comes to payment, because if you work, yeah, you to receive payment. Yeah. You go to your job and work, and they don't pay you, they're gonna have a problem. Come, that's gonna be a problem, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's gonna be a problem, come, and I think yeah. that's what has happened is is that mm-hmm. we like to say that marriage is work and tell people, oh my goodness, we we didn't we've been working, and then when it comes to breaking yeah. down that actual format of how that works, how how employment mm-hmm. works. Then we go, oh no, mm-hmm. no, that's too much. And then, like you said, like we we make the thoughts of the man, we make them we make them dirty. But if the woman was to request it, right, right then it's a whole <laughs> different then it's a whole different ball game. And I think those are the yeah. things that we have to start undoing because right, right, intimacy for a man is the highest form of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm, that, that that is always going to be our highest form of vulnerability. Um, yeah. When you think about what um, what intimacy between a woman and a man create, they create children, mm-hmm. right? Create yeah. um, a form of, of love and, and and all of these things. And then for some mm-hmm. reason, I don't know how it happens, we go from intimacy, in, intimacy being a form of love to intimacy being a form of uh, like you said, like just dirtiness and and these usury yeah, you know, or something. It, it's mm-hmm. it's still a form of love, which could even bring us back mm-hmm. around to yes. the counseling part of the part as well. Which I think even if we're looking at at, yeah. at our savior, um, if you want to talk about being self aware, being emotional, um, he was a man's man. Yeah. He wasn't no punk by any stretch of the imagination you know i know i know we like the public i mean the bible doesn't even describe him as a lamb but he is very much a lion you know so there is this strength that our savior has um but does he feel absolutely will he tell you how he feels absolutely and i think men only feel like well what has been on the forefront is a man is only a man if he expresses the emotions of anger so he's a man if he can, but if he says, because anger yeah, is a yeah. secondary emotion, it has to right? be attached to something else. So the man won't explain that whatever that attachment is because that's getting too yeah. vulnerable, it's getting too close. You know, so I'd rather come off to you as being angry because then you know I don't yeah. I don't have to explain myself. Um, but that it to, for some odd reason that looks like strength, no. and that's not strength. That's that's I, what I call it. I like what you said, toxic masculinity. I yeah. call it false masculinity because um, it's yeah. not real. I, if there's somebody listening today, if it's a, a wife, maybe that is like, yeah. okay, well, what do I do now? I they're probably nodding their head. They might even have questions. Um, I, and if they, maybe they have questions about, you know, how mm-hmm. to approach their husbands, um, or maybe they want their husbands to be in touch with you. Would you be open to having somebody reach out to you? And if so, could you please di- give out yeah. your contact um, information? Right now you can, you can, if you want to reach me, you can use Arise, which is U H R I S E online, uh, at gmail.com. That goes directly to our uh, media company's email, and I can funnel through questions if you if you have them there. Um, you could also find me on Facebook, Mark Billups. At Facebook, I know you can't see my face, but uh, if you if right. you know Jazz, then you can see the <laughs> link, and I'm, I should be in there somewhere. Um, but if you look at me, my dad's also in there too. So um, I'll be the gentleman in cool. a red hoodie if you're looking for a picture with a lion on. 
Awesome. And um, tell them what Arise is, because you said oh, yeah, uh, yeah, your yeah, media yeah. and Arise, all that. So they, um, I don't, Arise yeah. is our media company. Uh, it's Arise Media. Uh, I'm one half of a, a podcast team. Uh, we have a show called The Stitch and Sham Show. My AKA is Sham Phoenix. And I do a podcast with my best friend, Lorenzo Nichols, AKA Stitch Early. And we just kind of talk about family and, and faith and fun and all types of things. And um, we don't really have any like, you know, niche type of topics. We just talk about, talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go to Arise. We'll be at Arise on Facebook. Um, you have also Arise uh, on YouTube. If you look up Arise on YouTube, same mm-hmm. way, U-H-R-I-S-E, you'll, you can find us there in the shows there as well. And we get into some relationship stuff too. Um, yes, I've yeah. watched some of you guys' yeah. things. I love it. You guys are very entertaining, and um, you guys yeah. make some really valid points. And I love that you guys are both uh, yeah. family men because we—that's what we need to see more of. We got to change our own narrative. Television yeah. isn't going to do it for us. The people behind the, you know, the screenplay writers—they're not going to do it for us. So we have to. You know, from the bottom up, we got to change our own narrative of family. And I love that you and um, and Lorenzo are are doing that and holding it down. So um, (laughs) y'all doing it, though. All right. So I'm going to have you. uh, We're going to have you back on for a part two where we're going to talk about uh, a man's role in the family and the importance of that. So we touched on it a little bit here, but we're going to talk about it a little bit more in part two. So we'll see you on the other side. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have a topic you would like to have discussed on the show, message me through my Anchor podcast channel or head over to lifecoachingwithjazz.com and click the Let's Connect link where you can also learn more about being coached or becoming a certified professional life coach. Till next time, live authentically, on purpose, and fulfilled.